संसरेर परहाया बक्तीर सागर ये दुबे बेशे बाजुग नीतय चंदेर Those who wish to cross the ocean of material existence and drown in the ocean of devotional service should worship Lord Nichananda. From the Sri Chaitanya Bhagavad, Madhya, okay, that didn't. What's going on? Madhikanda, but it doesn't want to show the number. So, yeah, to drown in an ocean of devotional service. The Acharyas are kavi. They are very poetic. And that is, that's our objective. To somehow or other drown in an ocean of devotional service. It means that in every situation to bring Krishna in the picture. Where there's Krishna, um, there everything changes, everything becomes suspicious, everything becomes really transformed. Mm. That is the trick, um, to link things with Krishna. Otherwise the material world offers endless varieties of the modes of material nature. And yes, um, we can see that this, that these situations are also reality. Uh, just now, someone wrote something interesting to me. I once heard something that really had a deep impression on me. Something like, if you hear someone's story, like really hear it deeply, you can't help but love them. Hmm. Well, that is, that is there. I mean, if you really see um, how someone, you see their life, in most cases, yes. I mean, of course, uh, the story of a of a serial killer is is more difficult um, to see to see behind a psychopath. Maybe maybe difficult. The cause may not even be found in this life, the cause of what made the person cold and ruthless, like Agasura, um, who saw human beings without any feeling, that could come also from previous lives. Um, ultimately, so sometimes the mundane aspect of a person's life all the entanglement, etc., that comes about in this material world um, is, is difficult to follow. But in most cases, uh, we're seeing people 
who are struggling in this world and trying to be happy. And we can see, uh, we can see that there are good qualities in them. We can see that they are trying. And we see that many things that are not, not good or not nice are due to, uh, due to ignorance. Right. And what they eat, what they drink, what they, and so on. Um, yes, yeah, so, but yes, even then, um, we can still love because we can, the old saying, hate, hate the sin, not the sinner. Um, that element is there. So we are always looking at the welfare of all. But the, the one thing, uh, the one thing is this. Uh, yes, we can understand people's predicament. Yes, we can respond with love. But the only solution for them out of their predicament is Krishna. So somehow or other, we must bring in Krishna in people's lives. And the more we bring Krishna, into people's lives, the more things will start to balance out. And the more all the, all the, well, what shall we say, the more all the things that, that come about due to so many personal desires can be overcome. Um, because we can just simply accept whatever Krishna, uh, what Krishna desires. We can see how Krishna is, is ultimately the cause of all causes. And that therefore there, there must be uh, uh, that as we're trying to turn to him, we see him. Uh, we're looking at him behind things. And there must be a path of elevation through thick and thin. And so we can take any situation and say, all right, Krishna, we'll bear this situation somehow or other. Yeah. All right, and try and make the best of it. And that is the spirit. Hmm. So we'll go back to our, our quotes. And... Um, Sri Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami and all the six Goswamis, they developed this Krishna consciousness movement by sitting together in Vrindavan, and not only in Vrindavan, in that very particular place, Radhadamadar, where we've got a little space, that you've seen, Rupa Goswami's tomb, that space. All the six Goswamis, they used to sit down and discuss Srimad Bhagavatam. Gopal Bhatta Goswami was reading, and all the other Goswamis, Rupa Sanatan, they were hearing and Jiva Goswami's writing comment. That is the comment of Krishna Sandarva. So that place in Vrindavan, Radhadamadar Temple, is a very sacred place. So they were practicing this Krishna consciousness. Uh, Radhadamadar place, uh, or Radhadamadar Temple, is an extraordinary place. 
it is situated right next to Sevakunja, where, um, where Krishna was performing Raslila pastimes. It is the place where, as we hear from Srila Prabhupada, uh, the Goswamis would meet and be deeply absorbed in discussion of Srimad Bhagavatam. And it is also the place uh, where the Bhajan Kutir Samadhis uh, are of the various uh, Goswamis. So, and it is the place then where Radha Damodar was installed. And it is also the place where there are the Samadhis of many personalities, such as Krishna Kaviraj Goswami. It is also the place where Srila Prabhupada himself um, settled down as a vanaprastha and where he worked on the translation of, of his books. So it is the place where Srila Prabhupada started translating Srimad Bhagavatam. Initially, Srila Prabhupada was publishing his magazine, his Back to Godhead magazine, and struggling to do so. Anyway, at one point, the printer mentioned to him uh, in Chippewa, the Delhi, the, printy, the printer mentioned to him that actually he should not just uh, publish periodicals, but rather books, because books would be taken more serious than a, a magazine or a periodical. And Prabhupada took that and, and started working on the Bhagavatam. Um, and he translated the Bhagavatam and, uh, and did so um, in Radha Damodar. So Radha Damodar is very intimately connected with the Bhagavatam in, in Srila Prabhupada's mind. And we see how Srila Prabhupada is seeing that place in relation to the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, uh, how he sees the Goswamis discussing Bhagavatam or Jiva Goswami commenting on Bhagavatam, Gopabhata, Raghunath Bhata reciting Srimad Bhagavatam, and how in this way uh, the uh, Prabhupada's meditation became deep and concentrated on, on giving this message of the Bhagavatam. Uh, because this message of the Bhagavatam, uh, we were discussing it yesterday, I think, or the day before, how the Bhagavatam is the literary incarnation of Krishna. It was yesterday. And how Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur was speaking that just as, uh, as Lord Varahadev the, was the incarnation of the Lord, among the animals, as Lord Matsya, the incarnation amongst the aquatics, and uh, and so on. In the same way, now the Lord has appeared as this incarnation of of the Bhagavatam, and that was very uh, very beautiful, uh, very deep. So yes, and the Bhagavatam is the story of Krishna. Uh, Krishna and his incarnation. Krishna is avatari. Krishna is the 
Supreme Personality of Godhead. But the Bhagavatam uh, and Krishna then who manifests himself in other forms and it's particularly Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is, uh, is the objective of the Bhagavatam. Huh? We know there are ten topics described in Srimad Bhagavatam and the ultimate topic um, on which all, to which all the other topics relate and upon whom all the other topics depend is Asraya, Krishna. Uh, Krishna, he's the shelter of all these, of all the other topics in the Bhagavatam. Atra Sargas, Visargas, Cha. First there is Sarga, the primary creation. Uh, Mahavishnu and the, uh, the various universes coming from the pores of his body and all these things. Then Visarka, the secondary creation by Lord Brahma. Mm. Stanam, uh, maintaining, uh, maintaining the universe. Posanam, caring for the devotees. Utaya, the, the creative principle. Um, uh, so many things in this world. Uh, Manvanti, Manvantara, the description of the various Manus. Uh, and then Isanakuta, Isanakata, then discussions about various manifestations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, Niroda, and the winding up of the pastimes of the Lord. And finally, um, Asraya, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. These are the ten topics of Srimad Bhagavatam. So it is now just before Jamastami, and naturally on this day we are focusing on, uh, on, on, on Krishna and we are focusing on, uh, on somehow or other satisfying Krishna. Um, and uh, and especially hearing and remembering Krishna. Uh, if we can spend our time now in hearing and remembering, that is the right spirit. Just like the Jamastami day, uh, if we if we really observe Jamastami properly, then we'll make it a day, the whole day, just only Krishna. Everything out, everything else, we don't hear. We don't hear the things of the world. We don't hear the issues that, that burn in people's lives. Let it be. There are no fires to put out. There are no problems. There is or no frustration, nothing. Just put it all on the shelf. Whatever is lacking in life. Let it be, let it be for just one day. And for that one day, one second. For that one day of Jamastami, if we can just spend the whole day hearing about Krishna, chanting Krishna's name, or doing some service for Krishna, 
and then again more hearing about Krishna, uh, maybe cooking for Krishna, uh, doing a play remembering pastimes of Krishna or watching such a play, whatever it may be, the whole day, that is just the whole day, uh, be absorbed, absorbed in Krishna. And that is most wonderful, most wonderful. Um, um, in this way, uh, in this way, for one day only, only Krishna and nothing but Krishna. Oh, I hope that we can have such a Damastami. Just one day, only Krishna. That will be wonderful. All right. Um, let me carry on. The cow of my senses who yearns to hear the narration of the Lord's pastimes in Gokul has become very unhappy by wandering in the desert of my voice. Yes. I pray that the merciful saintly devotees may lead that cow to the oasis of my ears and there feed her the nectar of Lord Krishna's pastimes. Yes, so that is that is the same thing for Jamastami. Uh, just like that, but let's... Uh, the dryness of material existence, hearing all these, all this mundane stuff, and now just for once, Krishna. Um, remember that Srila Bhakti Siddhanta said that whatever, no, it was in a purport of Srila Prabhupada, whatever is not about Krishna will simply agitate the mind. Mm. Sarvabhan Bhattacharya saying, we are not poets, we are not logicians, we are not philosophers who have crossed to the farther shore of Vedanta, we're not eloquent debaters, we are the servants of a rascal coward boy. Oh. I mean, what do we know about poetry? What? How logical, huh? how expert are we? a logical argument. Uh, no, we, haven't, we are not great philosophers who cross to the farther shore of Vedanta. We're not eloquent debaters. We are the servants of a rascal coward boy. And that is all, all that we care about. This was, by the way, spoken by Sarvabhan Bhattacharya, who was very expert. Uh, but to understood that being the servant of a rascal cowherd boy is really all that matters. Oh. Nothing else. Let us just absorb our time with that rascal cowherd boy. But, and then turn to the people 
and bring them that rascal coward boy. Jaramantra Shakala Murti Tevaish Pranase Prabhu Sri Krishna Chichandranam. Life is invoked in the deity forms of the of Supreme Lord by chanting his holy names. That Lord has now appeared as Sri Krishna Chaitanya in relation to Sakshi Gopal. The system of invoking life in the deity form of the Supreme Lord by chanting the Maha Mantra given by Shigora is practiced in the Shigodia Sampradaya. Without chanting the Lord's holy names, the concept that the Archavigra is made of stone does not disappear from the Gaudiya Basya, uh, from Bhaktisila Bhakti Siddhanta Chaitanya Bhagavat Antya 2, 305. Mm, that the deity is made of stone. Uh, how to overcome this? Yes. Or, or to become influenced by mundane, mundane sentiments. Um, it is not possible to overcome the mundane influence or the mundane conception without chanting Hare Krishna. Yes, therefore, we must chant Hare Krishna to rise above and to, um, yes, then we can look upon everyone with love, of course. It's like, I remember that Hermann Hesse in his writings, was speaking about Siddhartha. And he was describing that at one point, he was tired of all the suffering in this world. So he decided to join the ascetics in the forest. And he was with the ascetics in the forest. And he was... Uh, he was uh, learning from them how to fast, how to perform austerity. And, uh, and as a result, he became very detached. He became very detached from so many things. And as a result, he was able to just remain in the forest. But at one point, at one point, he felt the emptiness he just felt the emptiness of just uh, practicing detachment. So he was not satisfied. And he uh, came out of the forest um, and he roamed around and he uh, met one wealthy man who liked him, who liked his nature, just his disposition. So the man invited him, said, come, stay with me. So he stayed with him, and then the man made him an offer, become my assistant. So he became his personal assistant in business, and he went along with the ways of business, and, uh, and he did, did well. But all along he remained detached. Uh, he was not, not attached. Uh, but that gave him a special strength. Sometimes they would play some, some, some game of cards and gamble. 
And he was going along with that also. He was not attached. He had no, he didn't care if he would win or lose. And therefore, uh, he would just go through the motions externally. But then one day, one day, he began to care. He began to care whether he was winning or losing. So then, uh, after that, yes, then he realized, oh, now I'm losing. Now I'm losing. So he decided to leave. Um, and he walked up the mountain. Right? And, you know, to leave the city, he went on the outskirts uh, and was going to go over the edge of mountains, which is around the city. And in that way, as he was going up the mountain, um, he looked back and saw the city, and now it all looked small. And, and he saw all the people in the city and how they were preoccupied with, with all these small, petty things. And for a moment, he just had a realization, just like children, just like children, are playing with small and insignificant things, right? He said, in this way, um, he, he looked at the world and he saw all the people preoccupied with their small and petty childlike issues. And he just turned around, said, no, I must, I must focus on the greater cause. I must focus on the ultimate goal. And somehow or other, he went forward with renewed resolve to attain the ultimate goal of life. Yes, so uh, that's, that has to be there. Um, that has to be there. A devotee uh, is full of love and full of compassion and can, can but at the same time, cannot take all the things serious that are so serious for the people of this world. Because all the things they take so serious are simply the temporary things of this world. And how serious are these things really in comparison with the real goal of life? Um, we should become serious about serious things. And those serious things are to develop our love of God, to become an ocean of compassion, to become an ocean of love, to become like fully absorbed, to drown in an ocean of devotional service. That, to drown in that ocean of devotional service means to become very, very absorbed, just like Siddha Prabhupada sitting there in Radha Damodar and just totally absorbed in that Srimad Bhagavatam and, and writing and bringing it to the whole world. That same gift, that golden gift of Bhagavatam, the incarnation of Krishna himself, which is just discussed in, in, in literary form by the Goswamis and who were deeply, deeply absorbed in remembering Krishna uh, on the basis of Bhagavatam. And Prabhupada took that mission to take that same Bhagavatam and just started translating.
and writing his purports and being aware that in his old age and having no money, he wasn't sure how far he would get. So he divided up the first canto in three parts. And in the first part, he wasn't sure if there was going to be a second one. And so he just put everything in the purports of the first part. Then he started on the second part. And he was never sure if he was going to get any further. Therefore, whatever he had not yet told in the first part, he put it in the second part. And then he managed to somehow or other also do the third part and complete the whole first canto. And again, he wasn't sure if he would ever be able to translate and publish more than that. Therefore, he put everything that he still didn't cover in the first two parts in the third part. And therefore, the purports to the first canto are our most special purports, most special purports written by Srila Prabhupada. And these purports, Prabhupada put in special energy. Um, and he carried these books with him uh, on, across the Atlantic Ocean to America. Uh, and these are the books that he sold to the captain. Uh, and, and, and these are the books that, uh, that Prabhupada uh, sold to his early disciples, like Steve and like Bruce. Um, they were reading Prabhupada's, Prabhupada's Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, and Prabhupada lectured. He lectured. Uh, lectured about Krishna. Lectured about the Supreme Personality of Godhead and devotional service. And this is uh, brilliant. This is just most wonderful. And how we see uh, how Prabhupada brought it all with him uh, from Vrindavan. And how he was deeply, deeply appreciated and thinking in Vrindavan. So as a resident of Vrindavan, Prabhupada could descend in the middle of Monday, New York, and in the middle of that city, which is pretty overwhelming in terms of all the energy that is going on there. So, so much passion, so, so many driven people uh, who are strongly pursuing uh, their goals. And then, and then to come with, with a vigor that was not of passion, but a vigor that was rooted in so much depth of understanding that it just cut through the whole illusion, the whole illusion. New York, capital of Maya. New York, the city of creating illusions. New York, the place where just somehow or other people can become impressed by so many things that are going on, but what is going on? Times Square, the 
number one square in the world. And what is there? Uh, so many crazy theaters and buildings with huge electronic boards on the whole side of the building just showing snippets and advertisements of and images and constantly moving in multicolor and, and creating like a whole psychedelic experience. And what is it? Poof. Just illusion. When the electricity goes off, pew, gone, gone. All that is left is dull black screens that, you know, uh, no more color. All that disappeared, yes, Times Square. Mm. So now we have the good fortune that we can, uh, we get a permit and have a little stage um, and just be there at Times Square with Harinam mm. and book distribution. and. A Sankirtan festival right there on the middle of Times Square. It is time, it is time that the truth uh, that cuts through all the illusions, whatever we pursue in this material world is temporary and it will all crumble, right? It will just all collapse in due course of time. Whatever we build up are sandcastles. New York is a sandcastle city, and therefore we cannot uh, bank. We cannot bank on that. We can only bank on whatever is in our spiritual bank account. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama. Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. I thank you very, very much. And I'm very happy that you were with me again today. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Sri Janmastami Mahamahutsav Ki Jai. Anant Koti Vaishnava Vrind Ki Jai.